There's two questions that people ask me all the time. What what do we, what do we do? What 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 I mean, what do we do? Number one. Second one, where is the leader? Where is the Washington? Where is the Lincoln? Where's Winston Churchill? Where 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 are they? I'm going to answer both of those questions for you today in clear and uncertain terms. Both of those questions answered in the next 54 minutes. We begin in 60 seconds. Being, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, being fiscally responsible is vitally important if you have, you know, if you want to have some flexibility and a little comfort in life. Sometimes it's not enough on its own. Life is full of expenses. The ones we see coming, the ones we don't. And the good news is there is a bridge to bridge the gap between you and financial freedom. And it, it starts, if you're a homeowner, with what you're paying for your mortgage. If you are paying 3 or 4% in percentage points on your mortgage, you are overpaying. The last thing I want to do is give these bums at the banks bank more of my money. This is the deal. You can refi. You can even take your high interest credit card uh, debt and you fold it in to your mortgage and you don't have to reset your loan, the terms of your loan. You just roll it in. You could save hundreds, if not a thousand dollars or more every single month. That adds up. Call American Financing right now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I wanted to start with an Aaron Copeland song. He's one of the great composers of American music. In his autobiography, he wrote that the conductor of the symphony orchestra in Cincinnati had written to him and said he wanted a, a, a song, a fanfare. He said he had done this in England right at the beginning of World War I, and he asked all the English and European composers to write a fanfare. He said, I want to do this with all of the American composers, and 18 fanfares were written for this concert for the, for the Symphony Orchestra in Cincinnati in 1942. The only one you know is this one. You may not know it by name, but you've heard it a thousand times. It was written by Aaron Copland and inspired in part by a speech given by the vice president of the United States, Henry Wallace, in 1942. And in that speech, he said, we are at the dawning of the century of the common man. I want you to think about that in 1942. This was a century, last century, the 1900s, that began with science. We're going to follow science and get rid of all of the stuff that we have learned in the past. Eugenics is here. It led to tyrants and fascists and communists. Who defeated those people? 
It's not the great generals and these great armies. It wasn't a superior war nation. It was the people. The people of Great Britain taking their own boats out into the channel to rescue the stranded troops on Dunkirk when their navy couldn't do it. America was not a warring nation. Before we entered the war, America didn't have a standing army. At the beginning, our troops trained with broomsticks because we didn't have enough guns. It was the little guy that made the difference on the front line or the assembly line. It was your grandparents, your great grandparents. They were the ones that made the difference. They were the ones that built this century of the common man. If they're still alive, you should ask them about these days or the days that came after. Those people did not think of themselves as heroes, but that's because heroes never do. I want to take you on a journey here for a second. And I'll tell you in a few minutes why this is so vitally important to you. In answering the question, where's the next Abe Lincoln? Where do we go? What do we do now? Everyone else will give you some answer that involves a new party or Donald Trump or not Donald Trump or whatever. Please come on this journey with me. I want to tell you about a story arc, and it's very, very important, and you'll recognize it. Again, it's like fanfare for the common man. You'll recognize it. You've seen it a thousand times, but you don't know the arc behind it. It's 12 steps, and it's the hero arc. It's Robin Hood and King Arthur. It's Simba. It actually... You can't talk about this arc without talking about The Hero's Journey by Joseph Campbell. He wrote a The Hero with a Thousand Faces. If you write it all, you've read it. The Hero's Journey is an outer journey and an inner journey. And the inner journey is what really changes. It's the growth and the psychological state of the hero. The inner journey is the foundation of the hero's character. You have to understand the inner journey to be able to find the hero. And heroes have been taken from us now. There are no heroes. There are no average men. We've, we've got Marvel telling us what heroes are. Those aren't heroes. Those are comic book heroes. See if you recognize these. The 12 stages of the character, hero characters arc. 
in every hero's character arc, the hero begins in their ordinary world. See if you recognize this from any movie. This is their home, their community, and it gives the reader a baseline from which to judge their later growth. At this stage, the hero is often ignorant of the outside world, but still feels a certain level of discontent. Something about their ordinary world isn't right, and this something will slowly push them to venture into the unknown in hopes of solving this problem. Now, here's the first step the call to adventure the call to adventure is pretty well-known plot point with the hero's outer journey here they're introduced to the conflict and pushed to engage with it however there's another side to this the hero's inner journey and in that the call to adventure marks the first time they're asked to come face to face with the flaws of themselves and their world until now they've lived a sheltered life sheltered from the outside even if only through their own uh, naivety. Step two is refusing the call. The refusal of the call is the immediate follow-up from the call to adventure. Here, most heroes will refuse to believe the flaws they saw through the call. They'll be unwilling to answer the call at this stage. And then they meet the mentor. To clear their mind, the hero will need to meet with a mentor figure. This could be another character, a spiritual guide, or even an aspect of the hero's own mind. Whatever it is, this stage helps push the hero to recognize reality by showing them another example of the conflict, both inner and outer, that they're being called to face. Now, do you remember Star Wars? Joseph Campbell met... Uh, with George Lucas early on, and he said, what are the great points? What are the arcs of these stories, these great stories that we always remember? So you will see this in Star Wars. Star Wars is probably the best example of it because Joseph Campbell actually showed him, no, 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 story arc, story arc, story arc. So you've seen the first three, the call to adventure and being sheltered you're starting to sound, he's starting to sound like his father. He has too much of his father in him. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. I just want to get off this old, I want to, I want to, I want to go, I want to go fly. But then when he gets the call to adventure, when he meets Obi-Wan, he says, I can't do that. I can't go with you. I've got too much stuff to do. He's forced into it and then he goes to the fourth step finding allies before the hero can set out on his journey they need allies to support them these allies help the hero mentally prepare for the massive change they're about to experience by giving a lasting connection to their community and their old self this is the introduction of chewbacca and han solo what are they doing on the ship? They're bonding. And it's part of his old world. He understands that old world. But he's being called into the new world by having to put the helmet on and fight with the laser bot or whatever the hell that thing was called. There's a reason I'm telling you this story. 
after they find the allies, they face the first threshold. At the first threshold, the hero begins his outer journey, setting off from his community into the unknown world, into their inner journey. The hero finally recognizes the call and sets out hoping to find answers. At this stage, most heroes still believe their lives will return to normal. Let me say it again. Most heroes still believe at this point that they can return to normal. And it is often this belief that propels them forward, even though they still will find out soon that that's not true. That's no moon. That's that point. The first threshold. That's no moon. Entering the unknown is the next turn. The hero is faced with that threshold and steps outside of his ordinary world. Now, he's not on a spaceship that he has imagined himself flying before. Now, he's on a, he's on a moon that's a space station. And he's about to do things that he never thought he would be doing just minutes before. This is the beginning of the journey that tells the hero character the truth about himself, the truth about how the world works, the truth about his own community. And he's likely to be beaten down a lot time and time again. But it's that beating down that shows him his weakness and forces them to grow. If they're to survive, they can no longer close their eyes or remain naive. Step six of the hero's journey in 60 seconds. Let me tell you about Rough Greens. Man, I love what this stuff has done to my dog. I just love it. He is so active. He is so healthy. He just completely acts differently. Last night, I... I, I just got his food and he stood there as I put it in a bowl and then I pulled out the rough greens and his tail started to wag. I mean, he knows what that is and it's not the dog food. It's what I put on top of the dog food. He is so excited to eat now, which is completely different, just completely different. I used to have to hand feed him or not move if he was eating. Don't move. Otherwise, he'll look up at you and then he'll be disinterested in his food and he'd walk away. We couldn't get him to gain weight. He was not a healthy dog. He is like four years younger now since we started feeding him rough greens. Get your jumpstart bag today for $14.95. Start the process of getting your dog healthier and happier. You want to see your dog thrive again. Feed him this for a few months. You won't believe the difference. Go to roughgreens.com slash back. That's R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Back. 10 seconds. Station ID. So the hero's journey 
is entering the unknown and the road of trials is is the sixth step. We're halfway home. And this portion of their journey is all about learning. They have to come face to face with who they are. So on the road to try a road of trials, the hero has entered the unknown and will now have to face the many new challenges and tests of the world. Here they'll learn about themselves. They'll come face to face with the conflict they were warned about in the call. Remember, when he hears the call from Obi-Wan, he wants nothing to do with it. He's interested in hearing the story, but he doesn't want anything to do it. Now he's in the garbage chute. And he's got to face the call. And remember, it is the hero that says, wait a minute. C-3PO, C-3PO, turn on all the garbage chutes or turn off all the garbage chutes. Turn them off, turn them off, turn them off. Here's a guy that was just in a dust on a nowhere planet just, what, two days before? In the inner journey, they're still thinking they are who they are and they're going to return home. But slowly through these trials, they recognize that things were never as simple as they seemed. The things inside of them probably were not true. The things that they had learned, the things that they thought of themselves, they begin to understand there is so much more. Number seven is approaching the cave. Here, the hero will approach a major showdown, the ordeal, as it's called in writing. Both in their outer and inner journey, for their inner journey in particular, the hero will need to face their old beliefs in new ways and be, a, and be tempted to abandon their quest. He is not ready. In many traditional stories, this is manifested as the hero meeting with a goddess or being tempted by an evil figure. If they overcome this challenge, they'll have passed the critical test of the hero's character arc. I've got to face my father. Eight, the ordeal. The hero will have to prove all that they've learned thus far. They've overcome their temptation. They now have to show that through action, the conflict of the outer journey will reach a turning point and the psychological conflict of the inner journey will as well. The hero will need to make a choice here. Join me. Either embrace the role in healing, the healing of their wounds of their world, healing of the wounds inside of themselves or abandon their quest as the role of the hero. Join me now. Feel the power. How does that first episode end? Do you remember? I'll give you a hint. Number nine, a reward. If the hero succeeds during the ordeal, they'll receive a reward. This reward is key both to the conflict of their outer journey and the wounds they're struggling to heal in their inner journey. The reward could be anything, but it, most, it must have both plot and character-related aspects. It should reveal the answer they set out to find after the first threshold. It ends with Luke getting a medal. 
It ends with Han Solo getting a medal. Do you remember? But that's not the end of the story arc. That's number nine. There are 12 steps. Why am I telling you this? I'm sure you have figured it out by now. It's crucial that you understand not only the arc, but why I'm telling this to you. And we'll do that after this break. This past year, we saw a lot of cybersecurity attacks. There were data breaches, network infiltrations, bulk data theft and sales, identity theft, ransomware outbreaks. The large shift of employees working remotely has coincided with an increase in attacks. And a recent study suggests that remote workers have become the source of up to 20% of all the cybersecurity incidents that occurred through 2020. Do you have LifeLock yet? Cybercrime and identity theft will affect your life every day. We put our information at risk on the Internet and cyber criminals keep finding new ways to steal our identities. You'll miss certain identity threats if you're just monitoring your credit. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock is there and they are working 24 seven. And if something does go wrong, they're there to help you fix it now. You can join and save up to 25% off your first year if you go to lifelock.com and use the promo code back right now. 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com, promo code back for 25% off. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code is Glenn. You can save 30% off your membership to Blaze TV. Where are... Where are the George Washingtons? Where is the Abraham Lincoln? How do we, what do we do now? What do we do now? Those are the questions I'm asked over and over again. And I want to answer both of those things for you in the next 10 minutes now. I was telling you about Joseph Campbell and uh, his book, uh, The Hero's Journey. And The Hero's Journey really is... um, It's critical that you understand how heroes are built in stories because stories, heroes are part of the language of our civilization, but all of our heroes and this arc is being taken from us. So I went through the first part of it, and you can see it in Star Wars, the call to adventure, the refusing of the call, the meeting of the mentor, finding the allies, facing the first threshold, that's no moon, entering the unknown, the road of trials, approaching the cave, the ordeal, the reward. Now, at the beginning of episode two, or I should say episode five, They start on the ice planet of Hoth, if I'm not mistaken. And this is right before uh, Luke goes to Dagobah. He's got to look for a master teacher. 
Now, his home has been destroyed, so he can't really return home. His home now is with his group of friends. The returning home phase, the last three steps on this are all about going back. And it's a reflection of the first story arc, the first five steps. He repeats them. And at first, they refuse to return home. They don't want to return home. Unwilling to give up their new life. What is you've got to go to Dagobah? No, no, no. I don't have time for this. You guys are all in danger. He's unwilling to give up his new life or sometimes unwilling to jeopardize their old life or sometimes unwilling to jeopardize their old life. Depending on the inner journey of the hero, this is the hero's darkest moment when they're unsure of what all of this has been for and if there really is any point to it all. If they're to succeed they have to return home. Remember when Yoda is asking him all these questions and he finally puts down his bowl and Luke says, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I cannot teach him. No. He's got to go find a teacher. And that teacher is to get him home. Well, who is his home? He realizes in the end, his home is his family, his father, Vader, and Princess Leia. He doesn't know it yet, but that's what's pulling him. Eleven is the resurrection. The hero crosses the return threshold, returning to their community and using all of his skills and knowledge to help heal their world and overcome the conflict of the story. This is the climax. He goes back. And what happens? He faces Vader against all odds. In the end, the twelfth step, finally the hero has returned. They've resolved the story's conflict, put their reward to work, helping their society prosper. They've overcome the flaws of their old world and of themselves, and they will help steer their community on a new and better path. This also comes with freedom for the hero to live their own life at last, often with a foot in both outside and inside their own community. The resolution is usually bittersweet but triumphant. It's what sets the hero apart. If you're going to write a hero story, that person, that hero must not only grow into a better person, but also into a leader as well. I don't think you're an idiot. I think you already know the point of this. But in case I haven't made myself clear yet, I started with a piece of music. I started this hour with something that was written right before World War II, just right as we were going into war. And it was called The Fanfare of the Common Man. Because the vice president had just given a speech and said, this is the century of the common man, the common man. 
but Luke was a common kid. See, the common man cannot remain common. We are not here just to remain who we were, who we've allowed ourselves to become. We are here to be shaped and tested. We are here for the road of the hero's journey. I want to ask you, starting in the ordinary world, have you heard the call to adventure? It's the conflict that is inside of you and inside the world that you know. Something is wrong in your world and you want to solve it, but you don't know how. The call to adventure. You're pushed to engage with whatever that outer journey is. And you're faced at the same time with an inner journey. You have to come face to face with the flaws that are inside of you, not just outside, but inside of you. If you only take the outer journey without the inner journey, you don't have a hero story. And when you hear that, and most likely, you don't want to face the outside world, but the inside world is even scarier at times. It was for me. At times it still is. That's when you refuse the call. The first thing that you do is, I, 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 that's not me. I don't want to do that. That's too hard, or I don't want to look there, or I don't want to become that. I don't want that. And that's where you are, a common man. A common man says no. Have you met your mentor yet? Is there someone in your life? Is there someone that is saying you can do this? Because if you don't have one yet, let me say you can do this. You were born to do this. There is a greater reality than the one you're living in right now. But you have to take the steps into the unknown. Find your allies. Find the people that will support you on this journey. So you can prepare to face the first threshold and return as a hero. The answer is you. Who is the hero? You. Where is the next Lincoln? You. And it may not be the Lincoln that saves the nation. It may be the Lincoln that saves your family or your children. I have to tell you, I have... I've had quite a few days here that have been relentless. My poor wife. <laughs> we are going through construction in our house, which is never fun. We've got COVID just like you. No, we don't, I mean, we don't have it, but the kids aren't in school. Kids are really struggling. 
we have faced uh, great, great depression in our family with our children, two of our children out of the four. Last Friday, we couldn't go to the hospital when my daughter was having brain surgery. And we get a call from my other daughter who was there because only one person could be selected to go in. So you wanted her sister. So she goes in and I get a call from my sister from her sister and Hannah is just crying and she's trying to hold it back. And it's like eight o'clock at night. And she's like, "Okay, all right, I don't want you guys to panic. Okay, well, that's not the thing to say if you don't want us to panic. Something was wrong with Mary about 12 hours, six hours after her surgery. And it was so bad that she and Mary is not like this, started to say her goodbyes to her sister as they were taking her out. She was crying and saying how much she loved us, how much she loved her sister and goodbye. That's the call I got Friday night. On top of the other things that are just as big in our life that are happening right now that I can't talk to you about. But I guarantee you, if I could, you'd relate. We're all going through these things. My wife was in bed last night. She came to bed. And there's always trouble when she sits up in bed. And she sat there for I don't know how long. She said, I almost stopped at a bar to get a drink today. Neither one of us drink. We haven't for 21 years. I haven't for 25. She said, I I was so close just pulling into a bar and just drinking. I told her, I said, I'm glad you didn't. Because if you did and didn't bring me, I'd be really pissed. We are facing our inner journeys. We are we are facing our hero arc. There are problems on the outside. And there are problems on the inside that we are having to face. I urge you. To not feel alone and not to feel conquered because you are not you were just at step three of your hero's journey that's who you were born to be we will learn from not only the past but we will learn in our struggles and the The times that we just think we can't go on and we brush ourselves off and we stand back up again. Our sponsor is Patriot Mobile. It's increasingly important that patriotic Americans stand together both in our ideology and in our businesses. The American way of life is under attack and it has been for a long time and it is going to get worse before it gets better. But that's why it's important to consider something like switching to Patriot Mobile for your cell phone carrier. Patriot Mobile operates on the same cell towers as the other big mobile companies, so you're getting the same great service, but it's a lot cheaper. 
And you're supporting a company that not only doesn't donate to leftist causes, but in fact, it does donate to causes like the First Amendment and the Second Amendment and strengthening those. And switching is really easy. You can bring your old phone or you can get a new one. You can keep your old number. You can get a new one. Check them out online or call them and make the switch today. This month, get free Premier Activation, which is where they set everything up for you. You'll get a special gift if you use the offer code BECK. You get the same service, lower price, and the values you believe in. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT, offer code Beck. Tomorrow night on Glenn TV. We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. With Biden in office, it's mission accomplished. New administration, same old faces from 2008 and 2011, and lots of executive orders identical to the Great Reset. Glenn looks back at the jaw-dropping changes since 08. How Biden will complete Obama's radical transformation of America. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern, only at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Stu pointed out that maybe I should give you the rest of the story uh, with... uh, with my daughter, Mary, uh, for those of you who know, she has cerebral palsy and has been really struggling with um, seizures. She has epilepsy. And now we found out uh, a few months ago, my other daughter also has epilepsy. Uh, and uh, so it's been fun. It's been fun. Um, so she is um, she went through brain surgery. She's had a couple of really nasty tests. And this was the first one. They went in with a laser and cut off all the scar tissue off of her brain. Um, because she had strokes at birth, her brain is wired differently. Normally, they go in and they take like a third of your brain, which is like, really? You can do that? Um, but because she uses all different parts of her brain, uh, they can't do that without really knowing that they're going to cause damage. So there was no damage done, which was a big relief. She, she was, her brain was swelling from all of the surgery. Uh, and it was, you know, significant. Uh, so I just, I, I recommended the hard stuff. I said, ibuprofen 800 uh and uh i don't know if that's what the doctor did but the next day she was sitting on our back porch and we were talking she had brain surgery Mm. two days before what they can do now truly modern miracles miracles that in my lifetime i have never seen anything like it and what's on the horizon is even greater This is the Glenn Beck Program.